and welcome to Hiding Under the Desk, a podcast for writers and creatives who want to hide every time they share their work with the world. This podcast is brought to you via The Red Fern, my Substack newsletter where I write about how I'm using midlife to shake off the fear, banish imposter syndrome and increase self-belief to achieve your writing and creative ambitions. My name is Helen Redfern and I'm a self-confessed unconfident writer but by taking tiny steps I'm working towards my writing goals every single day and today welcome to a solo episode of Hiding Under the Desk. I thought I'd do a little solo podcast this week just to catch up with you to talk about what's been happening in my life that's impacted my writing and creativity and to kind of look back at my first three months to the day on Substack and the first four interviews I've uploaded onto this podcast. As you know, I like to share behind the curtains, so to speak, and just demonstrate how I'm going about all of this kind of online creativity. So on my Substack, The Red Fern, I've thoroughly enjoyed the first three months on there. The types of posts I've enjoyed writing the most are ones about books, fiction, written by women during midlife and beyond. It seems to be one of my things. I'm really, really interested and inspired by these authors. I also enjoy writing my writing journal and the journey of a book where I tell the story of my non-fiction book proposal. And I also do um, one called The Long Read and my latest one I think was about procrastination and I, it's where I kind of dive deep into a particular topic. I also enjoy pulling all the links together for my monthly letter but if there was one type of post I enjoy the least that is the monthly bite-sized course. I didn't expect this at all but it just feels too much like repeating what I've already said in the Confident Creative Club, which is my membership club for unconfident creatives. And I like the two projects, the club and my Substack, to be separate, to have a clear distinction between them. That being said, I will continue with these bite-sized courses, but I would love to know what you think. Are these courses useful to you? And what else would you like to see from me. I created my Substack newsletter on June the 21st, 2022. And since then, my subscribers have grown by 22%, which I am absolutely delighted about. When I first read about Substack, I believed that it was very difficult to grow organically I thought it was going to be a little bit like Patreon where you have to know or be aware of the creator via social media before you um, signed up to the Patreon or their Substack. I thought Substack was going to be that sort of thing, but Substack have made lots of changes recently and one of them is recommendations. So other 
Other newsletter writers can recommend creators they enjoy reading or listening to and that has been brilliant for me in terms of my growth. That being said, I have been at a particular stage, uh, a particular number in terms of my subscribers over the last week, two weeks, three weeks, and it seems like I lose some and then I gain some and then I lose some and then I gain some. And I think what's happening is people are getting an idea of the sort of things I am going to write about, I'm going to talk about and deciding whether it's for them or not. And at the same time, I am getting um, a steady stream of recommendations from other creators. And if that is you, thank you very much. I have to say, I'm very grateful to all my readers and subscribers, whether they're here for the free monthly newsletter and a few extra bits um, throughout the month, or whether you are on the paid tier, I am just blown away that you are interested in something that I write. And I'm very, very grateful for you all. If you are thinking of moving to Substack as well, I do strongly recommend it as either a, a kind of blog or a newsletter. It's actually a combination of the two. It's a platform I am really, really excited about. As you know, I record my podcast, upload my podcast as well through Substack. I got myself into a bit of a tiz because I've wanted to create a podcast for a very long time, but I also, I always thought it was a really long learning process, but Substack basically makes it easy. I simply record it on QuickTime Player on my Mac and then edit it through my video software. I use Final Cut Pro, but there's also, is it called iMovie, the free one that you get with the Mac? and then I upload it audio only to Substack and that's it, job done. So it does make it very easy and also I don't actually use any specialist equipment, i.e. a microphone. I use the microphone in my Mac and that seems to be perfectly adequate at this moment in time. If and when the, the, the podcast takes off, um, I might look at investing in more equipment, but for the moment, the easier it is, the more likely I am to do it. If I have to plug in lots of equipment before I start, I'm less likely to do it. And this is something that I discovered with YouTube because I, I bought myself the fancy vlogging camera and you know, you've got the little card that you put in I had the tripod, the lights, and it just became too fiddly every time I wanted to record something. And now I just use my iPhone and just record something very quickly and then put it all together. Um, like I say, I have invested in Final Cut Pro on my Mac and I really enjoy using that. And it's useful for the podcast and for YouTube. So anyway, that's an aside. I wasn't going to talk about that, but there you go. I do happen to go off on tangents. So yeah, thoroughly recommend Substack and I think there are lots of exciting things coming in the future as well. My output in terms of my creativity, my writing as a whole, though still steady, has slowed down a little over the last month. Changes are were, were because past tense, were afoot at home as my son was preparing for university. 
and there's a whole story there which I won't go into now but for a few weeks I maybe a month I was very down the dog's barking so please ignore that if she carries on barking so yeah for a while I was down um I was actually diagnosed with mild depression it's very convoluted so I won't go into it because I'll go off on another massive tangent but needless to say this did affect my my creativity it affected how I showed up every day sometimes I didn't even want to sit at my desk and my desk is my comfort it is my joy if you've seen my videos or if you've seen my photographs you will know I love my desk and that's why I surround myself with beautiful well what I think is beautiful colors and objects and mugs and washi tape ding dong doorbell do you know what that was my doorbell and it was a delivery guy leaving a parcel for a neighbor and this is one of the frustrating things about working from home i do have an on-air box that when you plug in it lights up and sometimes i just think i'm gonna put that in my front window so nobody disturbs me but you know that's one of the things about working from home isn't it you do get interruptions not that i mind taking in parcels from my neighbors but um it's just a bit frustrating when i had to stop recording and now i'm having to try and think where i was and i think i was talking about my output being lower because of the kind of mental issues i was struggling with over the past well, it was mainly over August and running into September as well. It meant that I wasn't looking after myself. There was no self-care going on. I was struggling to fall asleep at night. So getting through days on a few hours sleep, eating sort of sugary food because I needed the energy, I needed the comfort and basically just not being feeling like myself. And I noticed the difference because in June, I was so motivated, so feisty, and so up for anything. So when that change happened, it was quite stark. So I've been doing less writing, but what I did instead was I started creating videos on YouTube again. And I have basically neglected YouTube for a long time. And I've had this kind of on again, off again relationship with YouTube for for many many um years and this is despite the fact that i became monetized and i was so excited about that but what i started doing was videos longer length videos like i have been doing on my tiktok and tiktok was also a kind of creative comforting outlet for me where i did little clips of my desk of my day of the dog walking of of the berries on the trees the the apples and i just really found a lot of comfort in creating those types of tiktoks and so i decided to bring that over to youtube i turned the camera horizontal instead of vertical and like i say started to create longer cozy autumn themed just relaxing kind of videos and 
yeah, I've had a lot of fun doing that and it I think it's helped me. It helped me with my mental health. I know when I struggled with postnatal depression 19 years ago when my son was born, my first child, and writing for me at that time was a source of comfort. It helped me make sense of my world and it helped me get better. And I think that's what creating videos is doing for me now. It just felt like the right thing for me to be doing. I was being creative, but I had taken the pressure off and it made me enjoy YouTube again, both watching and creating. It struck me that I did I used to feel guilty for creating videos. I thought, well, I'm not writing. I'm not working on my book. I'm not working on my book proposal. I'm not working on my novel. And I think this is why I've had this on again, off again relationship with it. But if it brings me creative joy, what's wrong with that? It's just like somebody getting creative joy out of knitting or crocheting or drawing, whatever um, people like to do to get creative joy without the pressure. But of course, the other thing that has meant I've taken the pressure off is I'm not doing face to camera videos. I am simply taking clips of my writing day. I'm not doing how to videos. And I used to get myself completely stressed out about that. And it would take me all day to record and edit. And now I just basically put something together in an hour or so. And it just gives me, like I say, joy lots of joy and we all need a lot of joy at this moment with everything that's been going on in the UK in the past couple of weeks. So I'll come back to how my real life has affected my creative life later but first I would love to talk about the podcast interviews I've recorded and first of all I'd like to say how thrilled I am with each and every person. I mean, it sounds like I've interviewed loads of people. It's it's only been four people, but because they've given so much, um, because I've got so much from each interview, it feels like so much more than four. First, I started with Claire. Claire was the writer who didn't write to the writer who does. And she started writing articles on Medium and now she is, I'm so excited for her, she's actually building up a creative project and seeing her progress, Claire is a member of the Confident Creative Club and seeing her progress is just so heartwarming, so inspiring and it's like seeing magic every day when she shows up and she says yes I've done x and I've done y and to see the difference in her is just phenomenal so if you feel like you're a writer or any sort of creative but you're just not doing it go and listen to her episode because I'm telling you she's got so much wisdom and knowledge self-knowledge and it's just really heartening to listen too. So my second guest was Carla and Carla is also a member of the Confident Creative Club. Carla struggled to finish her writing projects and after joining the Confident Creative Club it, it, and it, it took a while 
Um, because I think these things do, we have to remember with our creativity, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. We have to give ourselves time to explore, to journal, to understand what it is we want to write about, what it is we want to say, and the format in which we'd like to say it as well. So Carla decided to take on a medium project of her own, and she started writing and publishing every day, and I was so impressed. And Carla, again, she has so much wisdom. Again, if you struggle to finish projects, do go and listen to her episode. My intention with my podcast is to share confidence stories from both published and unpublished writers. So you can see that we all have these fears and suffer with self-doubt. It's interesting, heartening, um, motivating to peel the onion and discover we all have so many similarities that aren't actually spoken about we only see the finished project we only see the finished book in the bookshop or the finished article on medium or the the shiny bright blog and we aren't aware of all the blood sweat and tears especially the tears that goes on behind the scenes and the self-doubt and the loathing and the fears we don't see any of that So uh, that's what I'm trying to unpick so that you know that you aren't on your own if you're struggling with self-doubt, if you're struggling with fear of failure, if you're procrastinating or comparing yourself unfavorably to other people. You will know it is not just you and it is a completely normal stage of the process. My third guest was Zoe. Zoe is a published author and she was such a positive and joyful interviewee. We talked about feeling like it was too late to start writing and start looking for representation or a publisher. And we talked about her foray into TikTok. And if you are a writer and you're published, whether that's self or traditional, do go and look at Zoe's TikTok account because she has so many ideas on how you can promote your book on there without it feeling salesy, without it feeling like you're promoting it. And again, it was just such a lovely interview. They're All of them are lovely interviews. I don't know why I, I say that. They're all lovely, wonderful interviews. Finally, I interviewed prolific... My dog's got a squeaky toy, bear with. So yes, finally we had Deborah Carr, also known as Georgina Troy, such a prolific author, so inspiring. We talked about it never being too late to start writing and get a publishing contract, plus how Debs was too scared to put herself out there, but she kept going, she kept turning up, she kept sitting down at her desk and despite her roller coaster of a writing journey she just keeps going and she is having an amazing career and it's so again so inspiring and i think we can all learn something from the simple fact of just showing up regularly putting a bum in the chair writing or rewriting or editing or doing the marketing, 
whatever needs to be done and just taking tiny steps every single day. If you've missed an episode, do go back and listen and I hope you get as much out of it as I did. So now, finally, back to what I was talking about earlier, how your private life, your real life, if you like, can affect your creative life. If that happens, don't beat yourself up about it. You know, you might be going through illness, whether that's mental or physical, or it might be a member of your family, or, you know, there might be so much going on in your life, you just don't have that spare capacity at the moment. And if that happens, don't say that you're rubbish. Don't say that you're untalented because you're not doing it. Don't say that you aren't worthy of a creative life because you're having to prioritise other things instead. Life happens. So for me, when I had my mild depression, I pivoted slightly and created slow, cosy videos. But not everybody will be able to do that. Not everybody will be able to pivot. Some people will just need time out. And if that's the case, immerse yourself in Netflix or in in books, really cosy books and I've read a lot of cosy books lately. Refill your creative well and your art, your writing will be there for you when you're ready to get back to it. Be aware of the negative voices in your head telling you off, beating yourself up, talking you and your creative abilities down, comparing you negatively to others, screaming that you're an imposter. Those voices are lying to you they honest to God are lying. Journal them out, rationalise them and continue to create for yourself because to coin a phrase, you are worth it. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you again next time. To sign up to my Substack newsletter, go to helenredfern.substack.com.